Woods. Yep. Knocked her right up. Precious little mistake. Yep. What's like, uh, like the, the look? Like, I don't know. My family's praying I make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> your family comes over and like uh, distracts you and pokes holes in your condoms. <laughs> they're like, they're, you, well, you could always do the sperm bank route, and then you could just, I mean, I would, I would love like just, I'm just imagining a conversation between your uh, mother and the father, where it's like, all right, your dad's like, all right, well, what's your mother and father's name? Beverly. Uh, right, let's say Kevin. Uh, let's say Kevin and Kara, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and Christine, okay? Kevin talking to Christine. Kevin, uh, you distract your son. Do you have the fucking uh, toothpick? You know, like give him his Christmas present so he can give me my Christmas present. I want to be a grandmother. You know, oh, that's so funny. Do they? Uh, is it racist to ask if they have black people in Kevin? Because I'm pretty black sure they don't. Life. They didn't. That's why I said Kevin. Like, it Actually, no, it's not race. I I don't I think I've ever no met a black idea person what named you guys Kevin. Are talking about Isn't it an Irish name, Kevin. It is oh. an Irish name. You would know. You know black Kevin? I know a black Kevin. For sure. It's All right, well, there you go. That's proof. It was racist that you said, you know, Black I Kevin, know, yeah, and I went no. for show. Um, and we even know a comedian. Kevin Monroe is a black comedian who used to be in San Francisco, and he's in uh, L.A. now. So he's mm. an actor. So not only do we know a black Kevin, we know a black comedian, Kevin. Nice. Yeah. Once, we, once I I'm meet glad. a black Cletus. We're taking Cletus. it back. We're taking back Kevin. <laughs> Are you taking it back? All right. Once I meet a black Cletus, I know that racism has been solved. Black Cletus now? Okay, fine. That, that's no, my I mean, thing. Uh, that's the whitest Cletus. name in the world. Uh, I, I haven't met anybody. I'm pretty Cletus, sure that's one that already got taken back like a, it was a, a kind of country hip name. That it that's why I'm kind of, saying. Well, there are black people blowing out in the middle of fucking the bayou. So I mean, yeah, but none of them are named Cletus. I don't think we can take Cletus back, man. Cletus? Sorry. It's my Skyrim character's name, okay? I, I just want it. It really is. It really is. I. He's a fucking red guard too, which is a black character in Skyrim. I'm 100% down with weird names. I've, there have been children named Absidy, which is A-B-C-D-E. Absidy. Also, Nevea is one of my favorite ones right now. It's heaven spelled backwards. Nevea. Yeah, I like that one. That's crazy. I'm a, my best friends from high school. She's a little black girl. My best friends from high school. I love that. My best friend from high school, one of his half-sisters is named Nevaeh. It's great. So name. fucking adorable. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's a struggle sending an application. Oh, she's black, yeah. But, you know, it's a great name, though. It is, yeah. She was fucking adorable. Yeah, I love that girl. I think that it's exciting that we've changed so many things since I was little. A, men can now express themselves with their hair. When I was little, you had, if you were a boy, you had one haircut. And even in the 80s, people wanted to be all wild. And, and they're like, no. This is what you do. I saw a boy with green hair walking down the street the other day. Like an eight-year-old with green hair. His mom's like, yeah, you want to express yourself, kid? I saw a three-year-old wearing like a very queen outfit. And I was like, you nice. do it. You get it done with a wand and all the whole thing. I'm like, this is, these days are great. But boys can braid their hair. Like, I'm, I'm super down with all of like the new expressions that people are allowed to take. And when I was little, they're like, don't, don't be unique. Don't have any... Uh, don't, you can't pick out your own clothes. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing when you wear socks or different colors. <gasps> I used to uh, know a guy that he'd wore, uh, like he'd wore his pajama pants under his jeans for like you know uh, warmth, 
He was so skinny. And then, like, around, like, a one year in school, he switched it out so he wore his jeans under his pajama pants and, like, different types of shoes. Like, he wore Nikes and Reeboks on each different foot constantly. You know, like, that's fucking, you know... Uh, drugs. That's drugs. No, we like <laughs> we were 13 at the time. That was way before drugs. But he got into drugs. But that's just, you know, self... He was a weird fucker. Okay, so explain to me this. Explain to me this. Now, I live in the Tenderloin, and I'm not... uh, Many people sag their pants, but... And I understand the concept of sagging a little bit where you see a little bit of underwear. Maybe a little butt crack. That's not even a thing that bothers me too much. But when they sag so far that they can't even walk... Like, when it's sagged beneath your butt, what is the purpose of this? And is there a special, like, way to learn to walk? Where the pants don't fall down, and what, like, why the upper thigh? How? I mean, am I being racist by wondering about like the mechanics, the mechanics of sagging pants? To me, I feel like when my first uh, firstborn son, I'm gonna get him pants like you know when he's like a little taller, so he's learning how to walk. I'm gonna get him pants they wear where he's like they're sagging, so he learns how to walk while sagging. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like. He's never worn like regular size jeans in his life. Like I saw a man trying to cross the street in the Tenderloin, and as he was running, his pants kept getting lower and lower. But it was like he would not grab them because somehow grabbing them was like making a point to everyone around him that he did was not under control of the pants that were clearly falling (laughs) down his legs. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, he's like running sort of across the street, but not holding him up, but they're totally falling down. And I just sat there and watched this and I was like, what is the thought in his head? Like you just pull up the pants, but it was like, he just, he doesn't want to have to pull up his pants. What does the DSM have to say about sagging? I used to sag a little bit, but they they took it to a whole nother level these I'm pretty sure the thought in it says, I need a shit in one of the first place I can find that's open. That's where I'm taking. You know, he's getting ready. He's pulling down his pants before he gets to the porta potty. I sag about half the time just because, like, I retain water a lot. So, but, you know, <laughs> pants don't fit. Josh Kahn has been replaced by my mother. And now he is at the front of the stage. I'm with. Pamela, I'm retaining a, water. You can't eat that. It's too salty, it's honey. You're going to take on a lot of water. It's the MSG. I told you. We go to that Chinese place. They're poisoning me on purpose. They're lying. They say there's no MSG, but they know there's MSG in there. These locks are not fresh caught. (laughs) Fresh caught. I've never seen a heroin addict sag because they always have a belt to tie up their arm. Oh. Also, they don't have to look for bathrooms because they never have to poo because they're on opiates all the time. And when they do take a dump, I really have to thank them. Heroin addiction or opiate addiction makes your poop solid. They're like little pine cones on the streets of the TL. They're much easier to clean up. You know what's better than that? Fucking fiber. Eat some broccoli. Don't do heroin, kids. (laughs) People should not be doing heroin. Exactly. But I am... If you want to do heroin, just melt down some broccoli, get a needle, get a belt, shove it right in your veins. Wow. You heard it from Hunter. Yeah. I see a lot of heroin. There's um, I walk in front of Civic Center almost every day, or every day actually I do in front of City Hall, and underneath City Hall is like this old, 
um, parking lot, but I think it's actually a methamphetamine lab. Uh, all the time coming out of these vents is these crazy amounts of funny smelling smoke and it's really warm. And I was walking home the other night and it was late and there were all these people literally laying in the street in front of City Hall. Like, it's a road, but there's these round things and they're spewing hotness from underneath the ground. I don't know why. It's happening even during the day. And there were people like all sleeping in the street on top. Of it. I was like... This is crazy. And they were all definitely high. They didn't they oh, weren't yeah. like the ones that were having their tents and being like, Yeah, we're homeless and we're taking care of shit. They were like, Nah, we're we're definitely doing yeah. we're definitely doing opiates right I now. I used to work at the uh, Bill Graham, so I see all that stuff too. That yeah. weird what is that smoke? I'm pretty sure it's from all the bathrooms of the Bill Graham. No one's like been using the bathroom. Dude, after a concert? But it hasn't even, it's still, they there's all to, of this. The smoke the is still coming up? The hot smoke is there today, last night, every day. I walk by, it's this weird, iconic, and it was a really, really crazy when it was, the fires were happening, and I took a picture in the morning, and the smoke, the smoke is always there. Not a laundromat, it smells they, weird. They well, they're drying their clothes. They have to use massive amounts of, of meth to treat sewage or something like that. Maybe, I don't know what's smoke. happening anymore in this city. Okay. But things are getting more desperate, and I was propositioned for sex today. Yeah, and things really are getting more desperate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, thank you. No, but I mean, I was like, I looked at myself like in one of those windows that looks like a mirror, and I was walking toward myself, and I was like, this this outfit today really gives off the prostitute look? It doesn't give off prostitute look, but you look really good in that outfit today, Pam. Thanks. But I was like, prostitute good? Okay. It's, it's the jacket. It's the jacket. You know what I mean? Like, it's the belt. I, I, it's not the jacket, it's the belt. I feel like prostitutes would wear, you know, jacks like that. I'm not saying you're a prostitute, but it's just because, like, you know, under that jacket could possibly be some lingerie. You know, it, it, it's, it's, that's what a male would wear if he was uh, flashing people. Mm. You know what I mean? I have a good flasher jacket at home, actually. <laughs> Me too. It's a London Fog jacket. Oh, that's, that's, he's got... He's got all the good tunes. Yeah. Crazy though, guys. Do you ever get propositions for sex on the street? Anybody else? Just, just, yeah, I have. just women? You have? Yeah, here and in Vegas one time. I did when in I was Vegas pretty. one time. Yeah. I'm, you know, and I was like, that's very sweet, you know, but. Wow. Yeah. I did when I was pretty. You got proposition like, for sex? Yeah. Uh, one time I was uh, doing a show at uh, Neck of the Woods. Uh-huh. And I was uh, from one bar to the other. I left my mom and my girlfriend at the time at the other bar. I was going over there early, you know, go check in and everything. And I was walking past a group of girls. And one girl did a full wind-up, slapped me in my ass. You know, I looked over. I was like, I was so in my, too. So she was like, how much, baby? And I was like, uh, buy a ticket. You oh, know. There you go. That's nice. Yeah, wow. but then I, I've been proposition for, but that's when I was pretty, you know. I got off stage at Copyright, which was a hella funny show um, across the street from the old Brainwash on Eighth, mm -hmm. and I got up, and Tony Sparks was hosting, and I got off stage and I sat down at the bar and I got my free drink, which I always enjoy, and there was a gentleman next to me and he propositioned me for sex. He was like, "I got seventy-seven dollars. <laughs> I live, I live around the corner. I've got money. That's so I'm funny. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm I'm wondering what cash, you're doing. Baby. And he was like probably oh like God. 71. Uh, he was an African-American gentleman. He was 77. He was, he was an attractive gentleman. That's fine. But I was like, I just got off stage. Like, I'm a comedian. Wow. 
uh, not necessarily a, a prostitute. I, but he was like, we could have a really good time, and I got $77. And I was thinking in my head, like, that's not a lot. Like, yeah. What's I mean, I guess that's what the going rate is, especially for an old lady like me, but I'm very flexible. So I feel like I have special skills that should warrant a little bit more than $77. And what's funny about that, too, is he gave such an exact number that he wasn't lowballing you. There oh, was no, no room for haggling. Like you, you know, he just wanted, this is all pocket. I got. Yeah. That's this is everything I got to my name, and you can have it all. Yeah. Let's yeah. go for it. Like he he went all out with his bid from day from like right. day one. Yeah. And then you know he offers to buy me a drink, and I'm like, so now is it sixty <laughs> seven? Is, uh, is that what I get now if I go home with you? Oh uh, yes. What do I got to do for this drink? He's like Andy McDowell at the end of Groundhog Day, pulling out his checkbook, like twelve hundred dollars and eighty seven cents sold. Also. Prostitutes, if you're going to get paid, never accept checks. No, I've learned never that from accept- Teddy Hell. Okay. Oh, so you have accepted. Yeah, he has, he has a funny joke about that. So my new trick, though, is I can literally, I'm so flexible, I can put my leg on top of somebody's shoulder. I know, Pam. I know, Pam. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, that sounded really weird, but one time I was hanging out with Pam a day before Halloween, and I invited my friend over who happened to be a very fit, young Asian man. And Pam was like, you're so fucking hot. You're so fuckable. And then she just started doing splits and everything right in the middle of her living room saying, like, look what I can do. All that stuff. He was, he was a hot guy. He was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing funny about that. I was like. Wait, no, no. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's classic Pam. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, sexually address- uh, I'm sexually aggressive when I'm drunk. It's yeah. just a thing. I, I get sexually aggressive. Yeah. And people have, people have called me out on it in the past. But I was raised in the 90s, so I'm like. Yeah. Sexual aggression. I'm just sort of modeling what, like, what yeah. I know. The biggest but. insult to me after that too is like he left. Thirty minutes later, there's a minimum walker sign. She goes, "Hunter, you're single, right?" Like you had to wait thirty minutes. We hung out for like three, four hours beforehand, and then you finally were drunk enough to decide maybe I could try Hunter. Uh, hey, well, yeah. because it, I mean, it, I've got to be really blacked out to be like, <laughs> not that. No, just, <laughs> no, just because with especially with no with comedians, like you can't like you you can't make that decision sober. That's a that's a yeah. mistake. Yeah, you got to be like, oh, geez, did I? Oh, did I sort of grab your penis? I was so drunk and I was just really curious. Like that's, that's how I get out You're of it just every all time. Joking around, we're comedians. That's how, that's how I get out of it every time. I was, yeah. I was curious. You want to hear a good, uh, you want to hear a good comic pickup line? I can say to other female comics. Hey, baby, watch me turn a short three into a tight five. Three eighty. A think short that. three into a tight five. I'm talking oh, about a penis short size. Three into a tight five. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, I thought you were talking about timing. I'm like. I mean, I don't, well, you don't want to tell her you got a fire three. That's three. <laughs> it's a funny if it's joke. Timing, yeah. it's like. Come on. Yeah, you don't want to tell a girl you got a fire three. You do. <laughs> it's just a funny pickup line. Yeah, come on. If I'm honestly trying to use that line, it means I'm not trying to have one sex. Of, yeah. One of my tricks when I used to go out to bars and and uh, not buy my I buy my own cigarettes now, um, but I used to not do that for many many years, and I would walk up to people and I would say. I'll give you a joke for a cigarette. And oftentimes they'd be like, no joke, just have a cigarette. And I'd be like, I'm telling you a joke anyways. <laughs> I didn't want the... I, didn't, I do want a cigarette, but I just wanted to tell you a joke. But then i tell them a joke for a cigarette. And then usually they laugh and go like, did you write that? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I, I write. I write jokes, you know. And then they're like, whoa, what? No, for real? Oh, okay. And then I hand them a flyer. <laughs> Look at Pam, make a friend. I haven't done it in a long time. I haven't made friends in so long. It's, I'm so glad all of you are here, honestly, because I sit. I, my cats are so sick of me. 
Like they are just like, shut the fuck up. They, they're tired of me talking. They're tired of my jokes. They hide from me now. <laughs> they're like, get out of here. Leave the house. I took a bath. Your cats are tired of your jokes. You're like the only cat lady I know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't really. You need to hang out with more desperate woman. You know me too, man. I'm a cat lady. You're a, he's a, Josh is actually a cat lady. I was, I was thinking about scraping up all the fur off my carpet and turning it into yarn and knitting it into face masks. Wow. See, that's hilarious because you were talking about trimming your pubes earlier. Oh, yes. yeah. No, those are that too short. That sounded like a pube and you wonder, yeah. No, no, not my pussy, my pussies. Mm-hmm. They just, they, they're constantly shedding. Yeah. Uh, I, wow. The first joke I ever wrote, it wasn't even a joke. It was like in, probably like my freshman year in high school. It was like somebody I thought, like, I thought it'd be really funny if I shaved my pubes into an American flag and the girl who I was have sex with shaved her pubes into a uh, Nazi symbol and then I'd fuck her on June 5th, which was D-Day. Wow. It was the dumbest fucking thing, but I thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world when I was 14. Nobody D, judged me on that. But no, you, it's, you've got many levels because you're going to give her your Norman D. You're going to give her your Norman D. That's funny. Yeah, that's You're going to give her your Norman D. And then because uh, the and because uh, the U.S. used paratroopers, I could have a buddy of mine just like attack her from the back. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should start talking about that. There's no reason to not revisit old Old jokes. jokes. Like, I mean, I've been this wasn't even coming up on my 10-year comedy anniversary, and I still have jokes that I do. That I did my second year in. Yeah, my this... my cat, my crazy cat lady, shaving my cat, knitting a sweater out of his fur, making him wear it. That I wrote that 18 months into doing comedy. So like get... one of my first jokes. So do you guys think I should like rehash that D-Day? Do they can try it on stage? Whatever material you want to do that you actually do as material, I support that. Thank you, Pam. Like, yeah. I also love it when you riff, but it's great for you to like fill material, up the kitty. Yeah. Well, like, I always loved your joke about your dad with the toilet in the backyard. Which is a true story. The toilet's still there. And he stole, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, but he stole a toilet. Uh, he's a general contractor. So I'm not going to do the whole joke, but he stole a toilet uh, from this guy's house he was remodeling. Because the guy's house he was remodeling was a former uh, California state legislator. And he stole it because the, guy, uh, uh, the Kennedy brothers would always go over there constantly and party. So they were doing cocaine and puking off that fucking toilet. My dad's an Irish immigrant. You know, so he stole that fucking shit, and it's still there. You know, like ten years later on, like he would put a tarp over it while it's raining and just sit there and read his fuck. It was his most prized possession. I'm his eldest son. He valued a fucking thing he shits in more than me. You know. American history. Yeah, Wait, so American he took history. It, he shits in it though. No, he doesn't, but he should. Like he wash, he values it so much. He nothing's plugged in. You know. Uh, it's still there in the backyard. I mean, like, what's the point of that? Like, can you clone a Kennedy from their pupe? Like, that's not. That's a good question. No, he doesn't clone it. It's like it, it's it's the beginning of a shrine. I'm just for saying, the Kennedys. You'd rather have like a lock of their hair or something, bigger. you know? Like, that you can clone them. No, like it, it's it's the beginning of a shrine for the Kennedys. It's a fucking toilet. I don't know. It's my dad's a weird guy. I have a I have a small shrine uh, to Martha Stewart in my house. Does it start with a toilet? No, it has a really big, good picture of her from, from like '82, from one of her first books where she was hot. She used to be a model. Really? Yeah, she was a model. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart was a model. She also got a law degree. Then she got married to a lawyer, and then she started her whole Martha Stewart like cookbook thing and her whole. She left the, 
she left the law practice. Wow. She, she got her she got her MRS instead of her BA or whatever or her JD. I don't know what they get. Yeah, Martha. Oof, I, I got a shrine to. to that bitch. She's the best. I wonder if she did anything interesting yeah, with her toilet. Like, oh, in. I have a little paraphernalia. Oh, that's funny. We should go around and talk about like the weirdest celebrity memorabilia. We all have. I was gonna say, I like. I wonder if you can get Martha Stewart like toilet wine from when she was in prison. Like, do they have a? Does she have a recipe for that? Pam. She have a recipe for what? Does she have a recipe for toilet wine that she developed? When oh, she was Pruno. In well, from, from prison? okay. So um, Pruno is what they call it in jail. Jail wine. And I don't remember her specifically coming out with that, but she did have David Spade on her show post incarceration. And it was such a wonderful episode because she taught him how to make a bunch of different jail foods. One of them was using the iron and a paper bag and making grilled cheese sandwiches Mm. out of white bread. And she talked about different oils that exist in jail and how you glean that. Like she talked, there was one way where she's like, if you want to get, if you need oil, you got to take the Fritos and do this thing. You put the Fritos in the bag and you crush them in the paper bag. And then you make the grilled cheese with that paper bag because the oil is on the paper bag and that's what's going to crisp your bread. Because Martha Stewart's a fucking genius, right? Okay, so there was that one. And then she talked about how sometimes you can get cheese, but there's no graters and there's no knives. So how do you make your cheese for your nachos if you have a microwave? So she took a sardine can and she took another implement and she made a grater out of a Uh-oh. sardine can. And so she's talking about, so she's got David Spade on the Martha Stewart <laughs> show. And she's like, let's make jail food. Yay. And she's teaching him the the tricks about all the different things you can make with like the commissary food and what you're doing. And I was like, Martha, you're a queen. And when she walked out of jail, she was wearing this really cute poncho that her roommate made because she taught her roommate how to knit. You know what's ironic? I love it, but you know what's ironic she too? she taught her roommate how to knit. Doesn't, she taught her roommate a lifelong skill. Doesn't Martha Stewart look like the mother of all Karens? She's the waspiest wasp little, that ever wasp. Absolutely. Yeah, she is, but like she's the most gangster, most like fucking, well, you know, real person. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's just funny because like whenever I think of a Karen, I think of Monster, Ma- Martha Stewart. Except just visually. She with Snoop. Yeah. Because they have their houses in the Hamptons are next door. And when she came out of jail, he was like, you fucking OG. And she's yeah. like, hell yeah. And then he was like, you want to do a show together on VH1? And she's like, that sounds like a great yeah. idea. Their and re- then they did. Their relationship is just the fucking most wholesome, most like uh, healing relationship you could see from celebrities in the Gangster US, right? respects right? gangster. Hustle respects hustle. Oh, he yeah. knows Martha Stewart on their media. No fucking joke. She built it all, too, from nothing, just like he did. It was just straight talent. They'd see, I mean... They I, see each other, and I'm like, oh, bitch, I see you too. I like to think that Martha Stewart, every once in a while, still goes over to Snoop Dogg's house saying, like, oh, hey, uh, Martha Stewart's like, oh, hey, I made these brownies or something. Yeah, you know, like, Martha Stewart's like kind of Snoop Dogg's grandma. Well, she. And I expect, you know, it's like a. Mom, they're the I, age difference is she would be his mother. No, age, but I'm but, talking about like yeah. a southern old lady just going over, like, you know, Snoop. I made some, you know, uh, some brownies, all this fucking food. You know, like, well, that neighborly sense. Like whenever that. It makes she me happy. gets nervous, she bakes. That's like a thing. So if she ever had a big meeting. And whenever Snoop big... gets nervous, he gets baked. <laughs> exactly. They, they connect on so many levels. But whenever she gets nervous for a meeting or when she was starting out and she wanted to feel comfortable, she'd wake up really early and she'd bake 
like cinnamon rolls for the whole group. So mm. she'd come into a big board meeting and set down like hot, fresh cinnamon rolls and be like, all right, <laughs> this is what we're doing. And then everybody's so excited about the food that she's, and everyone's like, oh, this is so great. This is so perfect. This is so, you're amazing. Yeah. And then she calms down and can be fucking Martha Stewart. But And there, there's this therapeutic thing that happens when you cook. And Pam, you would know that definitely too. You bake a lot. I cook a lot. I'm more of like a meat uh, chef, you know? Well, I mean, there's something therapeutic. Like, what have you ever done yeah. cooking-wise that, you know, it's like calmed you down? You know, like, what, what's your favorite dish to make? I like to grill. Oh, grill? My man. Dude, yeah. come over to my place one time. I got a really nice grill. You guys shall come over. Like, fucking, we'll, we'll grill the fuck out of it. I have a grill yeah, I here. I love grilling. I like cooking. I it's love one of the grilling. few things in life you can control if you pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you, do you charcoal then? Is it, you... Charcoal. And I got I got a wood smoker too. You do. You know what? Yeah. Oh yeah. I just use gas. Well, well, that's can, why you're all, you're not in this room. I, I you're playing do, a fucking. I can accordion. do fantastic. Then not do a. You never tried my barbecue, man. Um, Josh Kahn made yes. the best Thanksgiving dinner: soup to nuts, the whole fucking thing, the turkey, the gravy, stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the everything. The, You've had my barbecue too, Pam. Remember that day at the park? I had like the, all that chicken and tri-tip that's fine. and stuff. Yes, yeah. You're some weird little pulled pork sandwiches, and I was like. <gasps> All right, we should we should have teams cook offs. Because yeah, I just for barbecue. I, it's for me. Rob? It's all on the marinade. I don't care what I cook with. Like I can also cook with wood or gas, but I just I, I do like a like a forty five minute marinade with everything. Just oh yeah, really well, yeah, all of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, me personally, I prefer the uh, twelve hour marinade overnight if you can. You know, but a forty five minute marinade still does what it needs to do. Or just don't even marinate it. Just dry rub that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's I, called the dry marinade. I've also done the... Um, I've, I've actually dry aged the meat for a couple days before I even cooked it. And then once you... it's It just consolidates flavors. It's crazy. It's just once, getting a bunch of... Once all this stuff water. blows over with the COVID stuff, you all should come over to my place. We'll have a big old barbecue. Fuck yeah? That's yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want somebody from Iceland to teach me how to make that stuff where like it's... Fish soaked in lye, and then you bury it underground. Oh, lut- lutefisk. You bury it underground. I got a backyard. Like, Luda- bury it over there. Lutefisk. Like, you bury it underground for some inordinate amount of time, and then you dig it up and you eat it. Yeah. I got a backyard. We can bury it in my backyard. Yeah, so let's do it. Yeah. The, the better, uh, this is a thing I learned from a Norwegian cookbook. When you're camping in Norway in the spring, isn't that nice? You go and you glean all these like juniper berries and fucking mm-hmm. herbaceous things that taste like lemon, and you take your fish. And you take the guts out of the fish, and you put all the weird little herbs and berries that you gleaned and gathered, and then you wrap it in newspaper, and then you soak the newspaper in the stream, and then you stick the fish that's stuffed with the yummy things in the newspaper that's all wet, and you throw it on the fire. Mm. And when it burns, and it's just about to get to the place where you're going to get to the fish, you take it off. And it's perfectly steamed and it's perfectly perfect. Nice. And you do yeah. it. It's like an outdoor ancient, nor- well, not ancient because obviously newspapers only ex- have existed for like, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple hundred years or whatever. But that's the way to do it. No, the Flintstones had newspapers. They were just chiseled on rocks. So they just <laughs> I mean, they, they still, you know. Are you just? Are you uh, suggesting we use the Ten Commandments oh, to uh, wrap them? No, yeah, in there. Flintstones, five loaves, two fish. No, hey, hey, seriously though. Wait, it I was written on the back of the funnies on the Sunday newspaper. 
the five fl- loaves, two fish. Flintstones reminds me. Somebody was telling me the other day, they were like, Flintstones and Jetsons took place at the same time, man. Like, that's what's going on down on the ground. Like, you know, all the Jetsons houses are up on, like, poles. Yeah. Like, yeah, down oh at the bottom God. of the ground. That's where the Flintstones fucking live, man. It's going on at the same time. And it got me thinking. I was like, dude, Elroy really is, like, the most white privileged spoiled piece of shit. He just flies around in this little bubble. And then at the bottom of those houses on those poles, like, everybody's just, like, dying of starvation. And, and you know, there's he, there's a very interesting comment about that, because I forget both the fathers' names, the uh, the fathers in both families. George Jetson. George Jetson and uh, uh, Fred, Fred, Flintstone. Fred Flintstone. They were both as just constantly angry all the fucking time. And so it doesn't matter how much money, wealth you have. If you're a straight white male with money, you're still going to be angry. And they, That's were, so both, up to say. they were both visited yeah, by well, the little yeah. green Martian what was the little green Martian uh, thing? Gazoo. Yeah. Bebo right. or something. Yeah, but dads Gazoo. are constantly going to be just as angry. Gazoo? No matter what Gazoo. they have, yeah. Kazoo. Kazoo, the yeah. fucking alien, uh-huh. visits both both George Jetson well, both and so he goes like on both movie. shows because he's a Hanna-Barbera Maybe character. They have like a Christmas <gasps> special or something where they actually get together. You know? He's not a time-traveling alien. They're in the same time. Dude, it is, that is a QAnon conspiracy right there. It's a Kazooanon conspiracy. It's a Kazooanon. <laughs> oh my god. I'm been, get out of here. All with puns today. Well, oh man. That makes sense. It makes yeah. absolute sense. Jane, his wife. No, but uh but so but Fred Flintstone is, is modeled after uh the honeymooners, you know, uh Right in the kisser. Yeah, bang zoom. Oh, yeah, bang yeah, yeah. zoom. But and so and I always felt like Jessen's was modeled after uh, that he was modeled after Darren from Bewitched, you know, and the and his wife looked a little like the witch from you know what I mean? No, I, I'm not familiar with that TV show. Bewitched. Like, don't you think Jessen's was like if if Flintstones was modeled after Bang Zoom right to the moon, Jessen's was a little more like Bewitched. You know what I mean? I ca- yeah, I see it. I see it. Well, the thing that is completely ridiculous about Bewitched is she's a fucking witch and she gives up her powers for some guy. Like, I dream a genie. I get it, right? He's an astronaut. He finds her in a bottle. He saves her. And she's like, I belong to you. I'm a genie. And you saved me from my bottle. That I get. But Bewitched? She's a fucking witch. She has all the power in the whole world. Her mom's Andorra, who can do anything. And she's like... Oh, you're so amazing, you just regular, average guy that lives in the suburb. I'm giving up all my witchly powers for this? What the fuck? It makes no sense at all. Yep. Like, you're a witch. You could build a man. You could do anything. You don't need this schlep. What is this guy doing? Does he have the hugest dick in the whole world? And that they change him halfway through the season. It's one Darren, and then it's another Darren. And they all just pretend... Nobody needs like two Darrens. Same guy. That's, that's love, Pam. Love doesn't make sense. Why stay away from it? <laughs> <laughs> but did she make the new Darren? Like it's it's completely different. She gave that Darren a bigger dick. Maybe. She had all. No, the I think the first Darren was uncircumcised. The second Darren was circumcised. You know, it was more pleasing more to her eye. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Love doesn't make any sense at all. I'm so happy that we all love, you know, uh, old Cartoon Network shows. Oh, this was a live action thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of boring, too. It was like she had a daughter, eventually Tabitha. No, Tabitha was the name of the wife. Tabitha the witch, and then they had a kid. And then she had witchy powers, and it was always like, oh, no, the child did something witchy. Ah! 
Whenever I think of somebody named Tabitha, I think of somebody that needs braces, but never had braces. Oh. Dude, I'm allowed to talk shit about a hypothetical person that's not even real. This is the I Dream of Genie song. Do, 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 do. What was your favorite uh, TV show growing up? I was trying to think. Of- When you were like a kid, you know? Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, that was on uh, Nick at Night for me. Where I was a kid. Fuck yeah, dude. And the Cosby Show. Ooh. Well, we're not allowed to like that anymore. No, no, no. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh, Dancing with the Stars? Or uh, Carlton was on it, and he—he oh, he was such a he good did, dancer. Yeah. He was on. Silver he did the Carlton. It's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll show you the video later. Carlton but was on Silver Spoons as a kid, and he was known as an, a dancer. Like that's oh, yeah. what he did on Silver Spoons. Like you had the little Ricky Schroeder, and then he would like dance in the thing, and it was always little Alfonso. Yeah, I don't think Carlton won Dancing with the Stars, but he should have. Like oh. he was just so fucking good. Because yeah. he has a huge dance training background. He was a child dancer. He could. That's how he was discovered. Is he was like a little fake. He was like a little baby Michael Jackson. Boop boop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm pretty sure the Carlton, they uh, he did that and then he got hired for it. I'm pretty. You know what I mean? Like. Just when he yeah. was a child, he he's been a child actor for. Yeah. That's all. I was. I tried to be a child actor. Grew up my parents. Like I was in one like commercial in the background, for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there was like you know I tried doing a little bit like never really went through anything. You know I was too. Your parents were always too high to drive you to the audition. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't nice, but that's a good, good thing. It wasn't. I'm upset. My parents would love me. That's probably like, they, they were just. They love yeah. you. That's that's not. That's no, no, yeah. Well, be high and love you. Yeah. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're actually keep. They love they, you so yeah, much. They, they were you keeping you safe by not. I'm gonna quote you. that. You know, when I'm stoned and I have a child. You know, I could be stoned and love you at the same time. Listen, yeah. as a parent, I will tell you from experience, you love your kids way more than you're stoned. Where's your kid right now? <laughs> He lives with his girlfriend. Yeah, right. he's, a, he's an adult. Honestly, I feel like that's when you love. You're right. That's when you love your kid more. Oh yeah, you know, I love him the most now. He doesn't ask me anything yeah. anymore. Go, he's, not, yeah. he's nowhere. Me. You ever get like stoned off weed and just read kids' books? Oh my god, it's so interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah with the him. Lion King. Yeah, yeah Lion King. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Not the live shit. action. I seen it was like a post on uh, Facebook or whatever. It was like, you know, what happened to Mufasa's body? Like, now what happened? It was basically coming to the conclusion that Scar ate Mufasa after, because only lions eat other lions. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I was oh, like, that just fucked it up for me. That's real that difficult. Imagine if, like, the uh, in a deleted scene, you see Simba just standing on the sidelines watching Scar uh, eat Mufasa. Well, I mean, I guess lions go cannibal quick, yo. That's like. Yeah. Man, it's, it's fucked up. They don't give a fuck in the wild. That's why I'm not really with that. <laughs> It's 6 o'clock, everybody. Hey, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is not happy hour. There's no happiness. Everybody has COVID-19. No one is out. The comedy scene is dead. 
Uh, but tonight, actually, at 7 o'clock, you can go to the Mutiny Radio YouTube. You can subscribe and watch Comedy from the Bunker. We're going to have a bunch of different comedians from wherever they are zooming in, doing sets, be live on our Mutiny Radio YouTube that you can subscribe to. Thanks, John Garside, for hooking all of this up with your smarty pants. Super smarty pants. And I'm going to do this crazy thing with the Zoom. We're going to be able to hear it. We're going to see what happens. I don't know how technology works. But I am down here at Mutiny Radio. I'm going to play some music for you guys. You're welcome to give me a call. 415-550-0511. Hey, tell me what you're doing. How are you coping without stage time? <laughs> are you are you freaking out yet? Uh, we're going to have some fun comedy tonight. I actually have to look at my jokes and see what I'm going to do. We'll keep enjoying music. This is, I'm like newly obsessed with a band called The Death Grips because, surprise, Westworld. Westworld 3 is out and there's this amazing song on the soundtrack and I'm like, this is an incredible song. Oh, it's this, this is new music. Turns out they're from like 2012 and before. So, ha ha ha. Joke's on me. Old stuff is still cool. So uh, listen to a little Death Grips and then I'm going to be playing some more stuff from the Westworld soundtrack because it's so good. Don't you love Westworld? Isn't it the smartest show on TV? Yeah, yeah. Give me a call. 415-550-0511. MutinyRadio.fm. Yes, 
Racist and assist when I chant.
to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Peaches come from a can They were put there by a man In a factory downtown And if I had my little way I'd eat peaches every day Sun-soaking bulges in the shade Moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I love you, but you're bringing me down New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down Like a rat in a cage Pulling minimum wage New York, I love you but you're bringing me down New York, you're safer And you're wasting my time Our records all show You are filthy but fine But they shuttered your stores When you opened the door Cops who were bored once they'd run out of crime New York, you're perfect, oh please don't change a thing 
Your mild billionaire mayor's now convinced he's a king. And so the boring collect. I mean, all disrespect. In the neighborhood bars, I'd once dreamt I would drink. I love you, but you're freaking me out. There's a ton of the twist, but we're fresh out of shout. Like a death in the hall that you hear through your wall. New York, I love you, but you're freaking me out. I love you, but you're bringing me down. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Like a death of the heart. Jesus, where do I start? But you're still the one pool where I'd happily drown.
let the radio audience listening audience know uh, that starting at 7 o'clock we're going to have a live Zoom YouTube thing on the Mutiny Radio YouTube subscribe to that and watch us live I'm going to have the audio here so stay tuned for that you've been listening to music this past hour because I wanted to play music okay here's more Smashing Pumpkins Through the Eyes of Ruby to uh, connect this to nope nope uh, there we go nope damn yeah, it and I've got you I've got uh, I've got this plugged into the board here and so I'm actually pulling oh. audio out live here on mutiny radio so that's awesome. exciting <laughs> so I'm getting this getting it to go into um, uh, mutiny. Uh, this is uh, live from the bunker. To go live. If I end up having, if I end up needing you guys to reshare the link, it's because eh, we're still getting used to this technology. Yes, we are. Well, and we're using a lot of different technology. I'm using good old analog plus digital together at once. Mutiny Radio, then it's held jokes to John, Gary, Detox. Will Warhol figure it out? Oh, look, Gary's figured it out. Yay! Oh, yeah. So I'm going to just... All right, so we are technically live right now. Um, no one's watching. Um, so here's how this, I can give you the quick version of this. So um, I'm going to mute you when uh, you're not performing. Because Zoom is uh, sound controlled. So if I mute you, your video won't come up. 
But if you're not muted, then your video will replace the, the person who's meant to be performing on, on the channel. There is about a 15 to 20 second delay between what happens here and what happens on YouTube. Um, and I, I'm watching YouTube on my other screen. Ah. Okay, so I can monitor it. And I can also see the um, any chats that come from, from other people. Um, so I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm just going back into the channel and I'm going to copy, uh, the link. If you can all, I'm in, in the chat window of zoom. I'm pasting this now. This is the official link, which I think is actually different to the one it gave me earlier. But if okay. you can if you can take the link out of Zoom and blast that on your Facebooks right now in your tweets. Um, I don't even tweet it. Let's see. Can you can you put that link in the Facebook message? Because I don't know. If how I do to... it in fa Facebook. Well, to change it, it's retarded. Oh, okay. Um, Facebook does its own analytics thing on it. Um, uh, but what I can do is I can tag you or Pam. Uh, D, what's your you guys? I can't see my other screen from before. What are your names? Uh, Detox. Detox. What are you called on on on, on Facebook? Uh, Daenerys. The Rosa. Daenerys. I got you. Yeah. Big fella. Who's that? Oh, that's so Gary Hughes. Gary Hughes. Oh, <laughs> War and Warhol, I guess, is having trouble making this work. <laughs> yeah, I can't make it easier than Surprise. click on the link. Um, hey, if I figured it out, we're, I mean, the, the concept that I actually figured it out is, is amazing. I'm really had a dry run today with a bunch of kids. Junior hires taught me how to use the Zoom. <laughs> Which could be a joke in itself. So we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, a few seconds just to catch up, and then. Um... Seven o'clock. We'll go live. It's just I'll just keep burning time because we're 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 on Beauty Radio right now, and uh, live. No dead air. No dead air. Uh... Let's see. Uh, I'm just going to boost the Wi-Fi signal in the house. I'm sharing uh, it right now to Mutiny Radio. And uh, bring the screen back to me. Takes a few seconds for it to all catch up, but this is my uh, uh, sort of final test. Uh, where's my iPad? Where's my MacBook Pro? There we go. Next four hours. Save. Okay. 
right, so we're going to do a quick audio check. Check okay. it, check yourself cool. before you wreck yourself. All right, well, I will. Uh, uh, you guys can all hear me uh, on my control screen, and I can see YouTube is is there. Uh, so I will. Whoa, how are you? Warhol figured so it out. My, uh, I'm going to use uh, wait for a Warhol to get audio, and then. Uh, all right. Uh, what there do you guys got a, key a keyboard, or are you all on uh, iPads and? Yeah, I'm on a phone. Who's got a keyboard? Raise your hand if you've got a keyboard. All right. You guys are in charge of telling Warhol what's going on <laughs> in the chat in the Zoom chat. Okay. So, Warhol, what's going on is uh, we're going to go live in a minute. We have a few people watching. Thank you for tuning in while we sort out the technical bits. Um, you guys are going to be muted until you're up. I will introduce you all at the beginning of the show. Um, just say hi so the world knows you exist. And... Um, um, hi, I exist. And I just realized that my audio is really quiet. La la la. La 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 la. Do 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 do. Oh, You're nice. listening to Mutiny Radio.fm. We're working out the technical Me. difficulties here. Ooh, I hear Warhol. So, uh, my MacBook Pro speakers. And we need a bit of volume. Oh, now I hear right. loud and clear. Uh, Warhol. Say something for me so I can hear your audio. Yo! Perfect. We got audio from everybody. Okay. So, I'm going to introduce you all one at a time. And then uh, say hi. And then I will bring you I'll do the quick hosting bit. And then I will bring you up. And if I don't do this in the right order, I apologize. But we're learning the whole time here. But right now, you are live to people. Yay! So, uh, good evening, good afternoon, uh, wherever you are. Thank you for joining me in uh, here in the Mutiny Bunker, which is also my daughter's bedroom. So, if you are a man, this is the only time you get in here. <laughs> Never happening again. Let me be clear about this. Uh, not until either I'm dead or she's 25. These are the rules. Um, my name is uh, Big British John. Uh, I got a fantastic uh, collection of people who I, I've known. Uh, the amazing, uh, the amazing uh, Pam Benjamin from Mutiny Radio. Pam. Hi. Yay. I'm Pam Benjamin from Mutiny Radio. At Mutiny Radio. Woohoo. Hi. Uh, the uh, equally amazing Detox, live from his own private bunker. Yo, I'm in my private bunker right now. How you guys <laughs> doing? I love you. And uh, uh, Mr. Hughes, because I can't remember his first name, and I only just met him, and it says Saluna on his screen, and I know he's not Saluna. I'm hoping he's either a girlfriend or, uh, or a boyfriend. I don't know. Uh, not Saluna. Say good evening to your audience, sir. What's going on? My name is Gary Hughes, by the way. But yeah, Gary how you Hughes. Doing? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. 
Pleased to meet you, Gary. Pleased to meet you. Thanks for being on the show. And finally, the man who, without doubt, I would not be anything without this guy for one reason. He's the person who walked off stage during a comedy competition and allowed me to go forward <laughs> to the next round. So it's the first time I've been on a stage, let alone a virtual stage since then. Please give it up for Warhol. Woo! I don't recall that. <laughs> Rooster Tease, my friend, it was a while ago. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was part of the act or if you were just genuinely frustrated with all the white people in the room because, you know, it's Roosters. That's who no, I love. That. I love Roosters. Roosters, the uh, top 10 comedy clubs in the Bay, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the other five, absolutely. I, um, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's great to have you. So, hey, um, Thanks for uh, joining the show. I do have a running order here, which I got kind of got, got to work out as I, I go through the technology. But uh, hey, thanks for coming. It's Friday night. There's nowhere else to go, and yet you chose to come here. Uh, we 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 appreciate it. Uh, you didn't have many choices, but this is the one you used. So uh, a little bit about myself, in case you don't know me. My name is uh, Big British John. <clears throat> I'm not exactly uh, from round here. This is the, the uh, this is the accent you could have had had things worked out differently. But uh, from what I can tell, most of you all just wanted to sound like a gay John Wayne ordering avocado toast. It's, it's not the choice I would have made, but it works for you. You have to understand. I, I kind of hear that in the more sophisticated, and the rest of you just sound like Yosemite Sam. Uh, <laughs> Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I, I have to like it. I've lived here for seven years if the uh, INS officer is asking, a uh, little longer if, uh, if he's open to some uh, monkey business. But uh, I have an American wife, so I've made a choice to live with this. Uh, I decided to give up a life of rain, of, of sheep. Uh, we'll talk more about those in a minute. Uh, for, for, for an American wife, and in case that doesn't work out, an anchor baby. Uh, uh -huh. because, um, <laughs> and you know, I, this isn't, you know what, thank you. This is fantastic. We can be heckled on chat, by, by the way, guys. And, uh, uh, this isn't me cleaning my room. This is my daughter's room. Uh, it's now my office. This is, this is the world we live in because apparently I'm not allowed to broadcast live from my own dining room. Apparently, uh, -huh. uh my wife would call immigration if I was to do that one more time. Uh, apparently it's just, uh, it, it's not within her thing, but uh, hey, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Now, I'm, uh, I'm blessed to uh, have an American wife and um, like I said, in the anchor baby, the, uh, I didn't always want kids, but when somebody told me they had the cure to alcoholism and that was to have a backup set of kidneys and liver, I'm like, and I have to do how much work? It was a great idea. I, I, I was, I, I was down for that. It is a uh, thing. But uh, it's an interesting day we find ourselves in. I'm um, the the preacher in uh, out in out in the uh, in, in the south who kept hosting rallies has got coronavirus and is now in ICU. I, I think this is a time when you don't just have to listen to the president or the governor, but God is clearly sending a message. Um, he doesn't like you either. Um, the people of Alabama said that they're not going to do. Uh, safety at home uh the uh, the lockdown that we're doing here in california because as he says this is in california and i've seen the numbers i've seen the amount of youth crime the teen pregnancies the illiteracy 
you're right, it's not California. Uh, one of the few places where we can say we are actually better than you. Uh, not number one. That's still Alaska, but that's because the polar bears go get a free college uh, courses. Now it's a uh, it is a crazy world that we are in, and and you know I people are gonna blame a lot of people for this situation. Uh, they're gonna blame the Chinese, uh, and and I understand that. Uh, they're gonna blame the Italians, which is wrong because you know pasta. There, there is a thing here I haven't quite worked out, but you know the people that created noodles and the People that created pasta are now trying to kill us because apparently being obese and overweight wasn't going quickly enough. So they're just trying to speed up the process. I, I like where they're going with this. Dead by meatball was how I would like to have gone. I mean, you only have to see me to know me. But uh, or, the, or the cheese selection. I'm not giving up on, uh, on, on Italian cheeses because of this. I want to make that absolutely clear. However, Chinese sausage is definitely on the not happening list for a little while. No, we... Uh, I got to say, you know, it's, it's it's not the fact that we have the issue. It's it's and it's not even how we're dealing with it. I think it all comes down to who. And I'm not a citizen. I live here by the grace of God and the grace of my wife. But uh, you you voted for this. Can I, I have a question? <laughs> Why did you want to be great again? And is this how you imagined it working out? I mean, I know that whole you wanted to win. You wanted to be number one, but it did it have to be for number of deaths in a day? <laughs> I appreciate this is somewhat controversial and maybe a little bit close to the bone, but I'm 43 and asthmatic. I could be next. I don't want them to put some goofy picture of me when you, this guy dies along with 397 people today. You know, I want it to be this video where he said, well, fuck it, he deserved it. I mean, the shit he said, he deserved it. It, it, it was deserved. And I, I, can, I, I can live this. But, but why, why did you want to be great again? Why did you make that choice? I'm from a great country. We've had it in the name for 2,000 <laughs> years. <laughs> what is it that we had that you wanted so badly? I swear to God, I don't understand it. Because we take all the best things from America... I was raised as an American. Every tea time, that's like five o'clock on a Saturday. Okay? Dukes of Hazard. Airwolf. Uh -huh. Night Rider. I wanted to be an American. I wanted a black Trans Am. I wanted Daisy Dukes. Technically, I wanted Daisy Duke, but I was quite happy with the shorts when I was thinner. That was a, a nice idea for me. I like that. And then we, you know, we've done. We haven't, the British haven't always done good things for, for, for the Americans. I'm guessing we got, just let me ask my comic friends, by sure. Any of you guys fans of Jimi Hendrix? Hell yeah. Seriously. He died in London. <laughs> he choked to death on a British woman. That's how hairy they are. <laughs> when they said, John, why did you go to America? Why did you go to California with the risks of the, the earthquakes and, and all the, you know, all the, and the guns and the danger? I said, it's simple. My wife's neck down alopecia. She was a professional swimmer. She hasn't got a hair below the eyebrow. I'm not going to die from this friendship. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I am truly blessed to, uh, to, to, to live here. And, and I got to say, being, being being sincere, and if you know me, that's not something I do straight away. I just want to say right now, what the nurses, what the medical professionals are doing 
for us right now. As I as I uh, as I stand here doing silly jokes on YouTube, two and a half miles away to my southeast is uh, Kaiser uh, Permanente San Jose, also known as Santa, Santa Teresa, and over fifty percent of the people in there right now have got uh, COVID, um, and 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 a, and a good number have passed away, and it's a serious situation. Um, and we want to do something better. We want to, you know, so if you were thinking of giving any money to the show tonight, I want you to uh, Venmo it to um, theirs, and we'll put a link in the, the, the host because they're doing things that we're not able to. They're looking after those that can't look after themselves, and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by it. At the same time, come Halloween, I will be wearing a nurse's outfit because I want to take some of that sympathy that's probably going to be flowing around in the fall. Uh, and, and nothing looks better than this in a candy stripe uniform. When I say uniform, I mean the, uh, I mean the underwear. Um, I'm not going to bother with that. And uh, that should be enough to put you in hospital uh, right now. That's just the thought of that should be enough for you. So um, I'm going to give you an update because, you know, I've got a lot of fans out there and I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, I want you to know that even in this situation, uh, I did get stopped for speeding again. <laughs> uh, when I say got stopped, I mean, I got pulled over and the guy asked me a couple of questions. That, ladies and gentlemen, means I am currently 14-0 and 0 for failure to stop and speeding and getting nothing. I am the O. I continue to be pulled over with, uh, for, for um, speeding. I'm failure to stop. Like the California roll is now the British roll. It doesn't taste as good. It's chewy and it's been boiled. But I can't get a ticket for it. I genuinely believe at this point I could blow through a red light with three cops watching, a dead hooker in the passenger seat, three midgets in the back seat of my Mini Cooper, having an act of bestiality with a miniature quarter horse, <laughs> three kilos of meth on the dashboard. And when I get pulled over, I'm still getting a three cop escort to 7-Eleven to get some milk for the screaming anchor baby. <laughs> uh, we have got an amazing, uh, an amazing, uh, first of all, I want to tell the comics, we have people watching right oh now. Oh, my God. So bring your A-game and Woo! understand it's not easy out here. So if you're watching this, then uh, please say something in the chat window because that's how we know that we're alive. Uh, that, 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 that's how we know these things. So please, and I'm going to communicate with the comics in the back, so please, your applause, your laughter, show it in the chat window. It means a huge amount. Um, please make sure you uh, click and subscribe at Mutiny Radio FM on YouTube because it's not just, uh, I love where you're going with that, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you're up next. Uh, I love, uh, we, we, we love Mutiny and everything that Pam does. This is a new medium and it's going to be where the world goes from now. Um, so without further ado, let me bring up your first comic for the evening, all the way from his private bunker. Give it up for Detox. Yo. How's that sound? How you guys doing? Hey, let me take this off. I'm around family. Anybody shave lately? No, no, neither have I. I um, uh, welcome to my my humble 
underground uh, bunker next to the railroad tracks. I'm doing really well. I got some uh, some blunts right here I'm going to roll. Woo! Before I get started, I just want to go through some things that I have here, some necessities. Uh, bacterial infections can be killed with $1 athlete's feet cream. You can get that at the dollar store. There's just a couple dollar stores still open. You can get dollar store Neosporin. Rub that on your feet. Any kind of open wounds. Uh, if you need to go to sleep, you take 8 p.m. Advil PM. If you need to stay awake, you take ibuprofen. If you need to survive, dodge the fucking coronavirus, okay? Uh, also, these, you can steal these quickly. These are just little compact little things full of caffeine and berry juice, okay? You put this in the water that your mom gives you, bang, coffee. I'm not going to say that... I've been taking shits out here, but I got pickles, okay? There's a lot of pickles right here. These might resemble shits. They might even resemble your little dick. But if you put two of them next to each other, it might resemble mine. Almost like my name is Detox. I'm detoxing all of you guys, okay? But I'm not detoxing weed because that's how we go. How are you guys doing? I told everybody to come here. If there's a single listener, it might be mine. Uh, well, we're all here. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a billionaire. Bullion cubes. Hey, check this out. Soap comes so compact in the future. You got bullion. You could have chicken noodle soap. You could have everything. If I even get some broads over here, I got wine. Okay, <laughs> this is Franzia, and this is crisp white. That's how I like my women. Hell yeah. Um, brothers white. in here know what I'm talking about. Last thing I'm going to show you guys, this is a necessity. Hawaiian rolls. Hawaiian rolls. If you can have bread out here, have some sweet bread. You know what I'm saying? Best thing I learned in the pandemic, to be frank with you guys, is how to shit in the shower. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you guys, if you're still shitting in the toilet using paper, you're a little bit behind in the times. Okay, there's other countries that have fully transitioned over to completely shitting in the shower. Okay, uh, if you're a Western culture type, you're gonna be a little uncomfortable when you're washing the bottom of your feet. That's all I'm gonna say. It, it's a little uncomfortable when you get some shit and some corn underneath your tones. If you have corns that have corn on them, stay in the shower. Continue to wash those feet, okay? It doesn't do good for, for shower sex, you know? John, give it up for our host, John, out here in America, enjoying this virus with us on our homeland. You know, he's from Great Britain. Great Britain, great country. Terrible, terrible dentistry, I tell you. You know how I know? My teeth are British. My teeth are actually British. I'm, I'm actually 5% British. You can tell from the huge gap in my teeth. Now, technology is going to improve. So Brit Britain people, British people are also going to be handsome in the future because they're going to be able to fix all their teeth. That's something that the future holds if you survive, okay? Let's be frank. Let's be honest with each other. We ain't all going to survive, okay? 50% of the comics in this show are going to get it, okay? I already got it. You know, but here's the thing. <clears throat> Zoom comics, Zoom bombing, Zoom facepalm, okay? Here's another thing you should be aware of right now. Zoom share screen. Last time I was in a Zoom, Zoom mic, it was terrible. It was a bunch of terrible comics. Here's what happens. Somebody hits share screen, big piece of porn comes up. If you haven't noticed... Pornhub Premium is free right now. Okay, no, don't everybody leave right now. Here's the deal. 
it doesn't cover the live chat. Yeah, so fuck it. You don't even need it. You can beat off to the regular porn. Here's the other thing. Anybody stuck with somebody in your family that you don't like to be around? I just noticed that the quarantine has taught me so much about friends and family. Like, I didn't realize how much butt rock and butt rap they listen to. You know, like, it's weird because now in the future we can hear our own music. Now I have to listen to how terrible the music is my family plays. I do uh, I do have a comedy show and an open mic at a strip club. They recently closed. They're the last one to close, okay? So, you know, I've been recently uh, trying to get back in there, but I can't afford it. Please, donate. If you see some girls in a premium Snapchat chat room, give them some money. Those girls are starving. They've been eating pills and drinking, and, and now they can't even process this shit. You could probably smell me from here. Does anybody have a body odor problem as well? Here's what I learned. These masks, I was taking a shit at an Arco bathroom, and you could not even smell the shit through the mask. This mask, I'm telling you, you could go to your grandma's house and put one of these on your grandma's face and take a shit and she'll never complain. Um, I'm half Tongan. As you can tell, I'm half Italian. It took a long time for my grandmother to teach, teach me how to cook. That's why I have fruits, you know, and I also have vegetables. You know what I'm saying? I have it all, peanut butter. But here's the thing. It took her seven years to teach me how to cook Italian food. But when I reconnected with my Tongan family, it took seven hours for them to teach me all of Tongan food. How does that happen? Here's how it happens. First hour, you have to catch a pig. It takes about an hour. Okay, Tongans are big. Second hour, you have to kill the pig. Third hour, you bake it. By the time it's done, every single thing you could possibly have is like an all-you-can-eat buffet in the dirt, six feet deep. You just got to dig it out. It's there. It's a big pig. It's cool. <clears throat> what I will say, though, Tongans are great people. If you're not aware of what Tongan people are, let, let me put it this way. Tongan people are like big, bigger, stronger, better singing Filipinos. That's what we are. <laughs> We're like Filipinos with superheroes. We're probably the strongest Filipinos ever to exist. The train just goes over my bunker right now. That means that there's more supplies being sent to the hospital Mark Zuckerberg's hospital right now, people are surviving. Tongan people are just big Filipinos. <laughs> like my nephew, I have a nephew in fifth grade. He could beat Pacquiao's ass in a shoebox any time of day. He's big. He outweighs him by twice. Pacquiao is an action figure of a man. However, if you pit him against another action figure of a man, he can light him up quickly like nothing. He'll light him the hell up. Uh, anybody, uh, any swingers in here? Anybody ever dated a swinger? This guy over here, over here. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable, to be honest. I, I, like to, I like to pretend like I'm a player. It made me uncomfortable. First time she swung on me, bam, gave me a black eye. Next thing you know, I go to work and have to tell everybody that I fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It happens because I like to date Mexican girls, to be honest. I love exciting women. My name is Day Talks. Give it up to your house.
I'm back to the bunker. Follow me on Instagram. Don't forget me. Let's go. How could we ever? How could we ever forget you? It's a. It's an experience that will live way beyond what we're going through right now. It really will.